Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. Tonight, we are continuing our uh, study as we go into uh, a little bit further the uh, idea, the principal concept, rather, of community. Um, I have been meditating on it and thinking and praying on it. And the more I pray on it and think on it and meditate on it, the more I realize that we really need this. We really need to grab hold to the uh, concept and the principles of community. And so we're going to continue on tonight and pick up where we left off on last week on the importance of community. The importance of community. And we're going to go back to our uh, theme scripture, which is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse number 10. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, verse number 10. And it reads... Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. All right? Listen to that language. Listen to how... Uh, Paul writes that he said that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together, perfectly joined together, and that there be no uh, divisions among you. Okay, and in the same mind and in the same judgment. And I want to read that uh, verse for you. In the another uh, translation, the amplified version, if you will. Uh, And it says, but I urge you, believers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in full agreement. Listen, in what you say. Be in full agreement in what you say. And that there be no divisions or fractions among you, but that you be perfectly united in your way of thinking and in your judgment about matters of the faith. Okay. All right. So here Paul kind of lays out and he's talking about, of course, uh, the body of and the body of believers. But we can also uh, grab this principle as it pertains to community. 
that we have the same way of thinking that we when we do speak we speak in the same thing all right let's go back over what our uh, definition of community is and we pull this from uh, Webster community is a unified body of individuals people with common interests living in a particular area okay but we understand also that it's not just limited to geographical areas that's not just what community is community is any people that have similar or the same interests also similar or the same experiences and if you share those then you can become or are a community and i used the example last week and i use it again this week i'm an african-american okay i'm in the african-american community why because i share the same interests as other african-americans same experiences same uh things that most african-americans experience even in this culture i experience all right i go a step further medically i have certain um conditions all right certain conditions uh, neurological i have two neuro neurological disorders and i'm saying this because part of my testimony because i'm doing um much better than some who have the same two disorders at my age there's some who have the same two disorders that i have that are a hundred percent uh totally dependent upon uh people in nursing homes and such like that but god has been good to me come on somebody and so um i have two neurological disorders all right so what does that make me it makes me a part of the community of those who share the same experiences there are certain things i can talk about with those people that only we will understand okay uh and so we have groups we have uh um uh, uh group sessions and group um therapies or whatever you want to call them it's another word I'm trying to think of. I can't think of it right now. But we have those interactions with each other where we can say, well, do you do you experience this? Uh, what do you do when you have this problem? Okay, because the person, our average person who doesn't go through that would look at us like we're crazy. But it's not because we're not crazy. It's just something that we experience. You understand? All right. So that makes us a community. All right. That makes us a community. But it's something that we have as a community. And that's what I want to break down tonight. I want to talk about two things that makes a good community. And the first thing I want to talk about is number one, communication. 
Somebody type that in there in your comments. Write that down. To make a good community, you have to have good communication. That is key. Good communication. Without good communication, you can't have good community. All right. All right. With bad communication, it's hard to establish anything. I don't care if it's a community. I don't care if it's a work relationship, family relationship, whatever. If you don't have good communication, you can't establish it. All right. We have to have good communication. Good communication. What is good communication, Pastor Dan? Good communication is you listening to me, but I also I'm listening to you. All right. You listening to me, but I'm also listening to you. All right. You listening to me. All right. But now the other side of that is I'm listening to you. And some of the reason we can't have good community is because a lot of times it's one sided. You let me talk, but then I don't want to hear what you got to say. And that's not good. That's not even love. All right. Good community requires good communication. Good communication says, I want you to uh, I want you to hear me, but also I'm going to make the space and opportunity for you to be heard. OK, for you to be heard. Now, somebody may ask the question, well, how can you communicate with somebody who does not want to talk? You know, and you see that in families, you see that in uh, marriage, you see that in different things. Well, they just won't talk to me. They just won't talk to me. You know, they walk around here, just won't say nothing. Okay. Communication, community, whatever. Sometimes you have to ask the question. And this is self-evaluation for everybody. You have to ask yourself the question. If I'm in this community, I have to ask myself the question. Am I creating an atmosphere where other people feel like they can be heard. Am I creating an atmosphere where people feel like they can be heard and or received? Because many times in community, many times in our relationships, we don't make people feel like if they talk to us, one, they're going to be heard and two, they're going to be received. Oh, I'll hear you, but I'm not going to receive what you're saying. And so that blocks the line of communication. I'd rather not talk to you because I already know you're going to shut me down before I even get started. I'm not going to talk to you because I know you already think you know it all. I'm not going to talk to you because I already know you think this way about me. Or you think this way about the situation. So I re- I'm not even going to set myself up for that type rejection. All right. But to have community, we got to be uh, able 
to give the uh, grace to people to be hurt. Let me, I want to make you feel like what you have to say is important. Even if deep down on the inside, I really don't want to hear it. I want you to feel like you can talk to me. All right. I may not agree. I may not understand, but at least because we in community, I at least want to hear what you have to say. All right. I want to hear what you have to say. Jesus never shut down anybody from talking. Even when what they had to say was just as off as two left shoes. Even when what they had to say did not make good sense. Why are you healing on the Sabbath? Now this man, this person here, uh, this is a life changing moment for them. And you're going to try to tell me I need to wait till the next day. But he didn't shut them down. He let them say what they had to say. Then he addressed it. All right. So communication is key to a good community. Listen, don't just think community is other people. You have community right there in your home. Is there good communication in your home? All right. Is there, do you have community in your home? Do you have community with your children? Why you have community with your children? Don't you have same interests, common interests? Okay. This is important. Hear the word of the Lord tonight. All right. So many times we are talking at each other, but not to each other. We're talking at each other, not to each other. And that's, that's a bad line of communication. We're talking at each other, but not to each other. Then sometimes we get in the trap of talking above each other or talking down on each other. Talking above each other or talking down on each other. But community requires us to what? Listen to each other. And then respond with love. Respond in a way that will not make you feel degraded, disrespected. Will not uh, make you feel like you are less than and I'm above you. All right. And then the opposite of that is true. When it's our turn to speak, community requires us to make sure that we give what we have to say with the most grace. You know, sometimes the problem that we have in communication, be it in community, be it in church, be it wherever. A lot of times we're saying the right things or we have valid points, but our approach or our delivery 
by the way we deliver, the way we say it, it takes away from the message because sometimes our, I'm just going to tell it like it is. Well, you tell it like it is, but you're not telling it with the right spirit and it totally nullifies what you just said. Because we in community, we can't talk down to each other. We can't beat up on each other. We got to speak to each other with love. You can't make me feel bad in what you're saying because uh, even though what you're saying might be have some truth to it, I need you to speak to me in a way that, one, I can receive it because the way you are saying it, you're saying it in love, not talking down on me. Look at James chapter one, verse 19. James one. Verse 19. All right. And then we're going to look at another scripture. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. This goes back to what we were talking about. Listening, listening, I'm going to listen to you. You listen to me, be swift to hear, slow to speak. If you are slow to speak, you are meticulous. You are given time for you to get grace with what you say. Sprinkle it with a little love and you are careful with your words. Slow to speak, slow to wrath. If you follow that recipe, swift to hear, slow to speak, you may not even get to wrath. Because a lot of times we get upset with each other because we haven't heard good. God help me. How many times have you gotten upset with somebody and you realize a year later that you just misunderstood it? Or two years later, you've been upset for two years. And when it came back up somehow, you realize you just heard it wrong. But maybe you misheard because you was talking while they was talking. You was trying to out talk them and they was trying to explain it to you. Or you didn't listen. You walked away while they was trying to explain it to you. All right. So now you got a two year grudge because you was not listening. Let every man be swift to hear. Be quick to hear it. Get a good hearing. Then be even slower to respond. Slow to wrath. Because let wrath be, and that's anger, let that be the last thing. And then if 
wrath comes into place. We know what we said in Christian education this past Sunday. Be angry, but sin not. Sin not means I might be angry by what I heard, but I'm not going to cut you down. I'm not going to kill your 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 uh, self-esteem. All right. In fact, when I speak to this, I'm going to speak to you in love. Ephesians 4 and 15. Let's go there. Ephesians 4 and 15. Ephesians 4 and 15 says, But speaking the truth in love. Whatever truths it is. This, this text, of course, was talking about Truths as it pertains to the faith and so forth and so on. But whatever truth it is you're speaking, speak it in love. Speak it in love. Like I said, you may be on point. You may be right. But if your delivery is wrong, if your attitude is wrong, you are affecting community. You are impacting community in a way that you don't want to do that because now somebody is wounded. Somebody's hurt because of the way you communicated. Good communication is good for good community. And then when we have good communication, it helps us get to this place of point number two, unity. Unity. There is unity in community, literally. And no pun intended. There is unity in community, even in the spelling, spelling of it. Community has the word unity. Break down the word unity. You see the word union. We understand union is one. What did Paul say? First Corinthians one and 10. He said, speak the same thing that there be no divisions among you, that ye be perfectly joined together. That sounds like a union. Unity. Okay, a community takes the stance of this. This is what community says. When one hurt, we all hurt. When one is doing good, we all are doing good. When one is in in the uh, in trouble, we all in trouble. When one is going through bereavement, we all in bereavement. Maybe that's why the Bible says rejoice with them that rejoice. Mourn with them that mourn. That's community. Why is it we only want to be 
with people when they're on the upside? Is that our human ways that we only want to be good with people when they're on the upside, but when they going down or going through something that's not so uh, appealing, we no longer want to be a part of them. That's not community. Community says we are joined together and we're going to stick together even when things are not going good in your life. I'm not going to abandon you. Ephesians uh, uh, chapter number. Uh, let's see here. This scripture came to my mind. Uh, Ashes Galatians chapter number six, verse number one. Brethren, if a man, you've heard me quote this before. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore. It's restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest also thou be tempted. That's what the word says. Considering thyself. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Not in the spirit of pride. Huh. I don't know what they was doing over there. No way. You wouldn't find me over there. That's not. That's not how we do community. What, what in the world you reckon they got drunk for? That's not community. You wouldn't find me getting drunk because the very thing you say you wouldn't do. That's the very thing Satan is listening to. And he will tempt you with that. In a way that you're not even thinking about. He's not going to come at you with a business card and say, hi, my name is Satan and I'd like to get you drunk tonight. No. He's not going to do it that way. Hi, my name is Lucifer. Here's my business card. Call me between the hours of 10 and 5 and we can arrange a meeting for you to uh, fornicate or commit adultery or rob the bank. No, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. That's not how Satan presents himself. So. Bible also says, judge not that you be not judged. In community, we don't judge one another. We don't judge one another. All right? And so, we stand as one. And so, to better understand the concept of community, we can liken it into the body of Christ, the church, and glean those principles. I want to go to Romans chapter 12, and we're wrapping up. i got just a few more minutes in this lesson. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse number three. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God have dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, there's many of us, 
can be many in a community and all members have not the same office. There's different roles that we play in our community. One does this, one does that. Okay. You may be this, you may be that. All right. But we all are part of this community. You understand? Verse number five. So we being many are one body in Christ. We are what? One body in Christ and every one members one of another. In other words, we are mutually a part of one another. You can't say you don't need me. I can't say I don't need you. I need you. You need me. We all a part of God's body. It is his will that every need be supplied. You are important to me. I need you to survive. We need good communication. We need unity. We need to be on one accord. At a time like this, it's important that we be community. Starting in our homes. Starting in our physical community. But then as our church body, be a community. As a people, be a community. And then from there, God will connect us with other people that have like faith, whereby we can be community with. Because no one at this time needs to be a lone ranger. No one at this time needs to be trying to get through these unprecedented times by themselves. There's nothing that you should need that somebody in the community can't help get you through. Because we all help one one another. We are important to each other. We may sometimes act like we can't stand each other. We may sometimes act like We don't love each other. But at the end of the day, we all need each other. We need each other because you have something that I need. And I have something that you need. And in this most critical time, this most crucial time, it's important for us to communicate. It's important for us to drop our differences and be one as a community to be one as a body of Christ speak the truth in love show love one for another love thy neighbor as thyself that means I'm going to love you and treat you just like I love myself and treat myself What I do for myself, I'm going to do for you because we are community. God bless you tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in.